0: Hello, you have reached the Wild Woman Hotline, a place for soul aligned entrepreneurs like you to listen in on high vibe, consciousness, expanding conversations for leveling up your leadership and bringing your vision for big impact and big income to life. On this show, you'll hear from experts in the world of branding, marketing copywriting fashion and style photography personal development spirituality and so much more i believe the world needs more leaders like you and the wild woman hotline is a place to feed your soul and fuel your brand so you become the soul aligned ceo you were born to be now let's dive into this week's value packed episode Okay, you wild women. We have a super special guest today, and I'm so excited to introduce you to you guys. And praise be to God if I say her last name correctly. But we are in the presence of Alexandra Privick. Say, yes, yes, say it, babe. Say it yourself. I'm so sorry. You yes. you go for it. You say it.
1: <laughs> you you did it. Is is horrific, Alexandra? Horrific. Perfect. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Okay.
0: And you are a feminine embodiment guide and coach and sound healer alchemist, which sounds super badass. I have so many questions about that. And you help women integrate their light and shadow energies so that they can fully embrace all layers of themselves completely and find true freedom by being the most fully expressed version of themselves. Amazing. Tell me more.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I know that's a long description. And that's why I I was, you know what, I'm going to put it all in there because I'm not, I just not one dimension. It goes back to the multidimensional woman who can do all kinds of things and wear many different hats. Mm-hmm. So my work is definitely more guided towards women by reclaiming their power and who they are and just in bringing in all the different layers, because as women, we are just this beautiful, delicious plate of fruit, I describe it, full of grapes and apples and strawberries and all different kinds of flavors and colors. And that's, I'm very visual, so that's how I, I see women. It is this beautiful bowl of fruit that's delicious and juicy and sweet. So we need to you know, honor each part, each fruit. <laughs> I love my analogy. I love it too. (laughs) And make make the fruit salad. Make the fruit salad. Exactly, right? So I I love to guide women in this process because it can be challenging. It can be intimidating. It was for myself when, when I went through mine and I'm still always learning and doing it. And I also utilize sound as the form of Disintegrating and integrating, and you know the the energies in our bodies. So I also do a lot of chakra healing work, and mm-hmm. it is truly my passion to see women rising and claiming their true, reclaiming their true, and stepping into their power in their in all ways, mm-hmm. like beautiful diamonds that have many layers, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: many facets. Absolutely. So how did you get started in this work? How did you get started doing? energy alchemy and sound healing and all of these different components that you use it's so freaking cool
1: so i actually started doing sound uh, baths first that was how i got more into you know the energetic word after my uh, very powerful spiritual awakening so i was very focused on doing sound baths, doing reiki doing oracle readings it was fascinating to me and it was powerful and beautiful. But in the middle of doing this, I also was struggling internally with different things, you know, of healing my past and sexual trauma, also being in a relationship that I wasn't, you know, fully happy and fulfilled. And a few years after doing this work, just focusing on you know Reiki and soundbats I came across the women's circles and I was looking for a women's circle for a very long time back then a lot of them were online and I just really needed that sisterhood and I found one in my locally I'm living in California and uh, it was amazing I went to a meeting and I just felt this is it I just felt the goddess Shakti the energy mm. and I was just so ready just to dive into this container so I was in this women's circle it was uh, I think three months or it was like three or four months once a week so the commitment was there and once a week I went and gathered with these women and the what happened in this container? It was just so powerful. We did so much healing, so much remembrance, and holding that sacred space between sisters mm-hmm. of you no know, shame and not shaming each other, and being witnessing each other, and so much love and acceptance. And a lot of amazing things happened in this container. And one of the things that I can speak of, it was when it came time to share. So we did the circles and every and every week, it was a different topic. And as the weeks went by, it got deeper and deeper, a lot of inner child healing, a lot of sexuality healing. And the beautiful thing was when everyone share, we went around, everyone share, you know, answer the question and share something deep. No one even give advice. No one even was just suggesting or everything. We just sit in silence and held that space for that woman and just witness her and look at her and honor her
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it was magic how just by holding the space and honoring and just being seen that's how the healing happened and how we ha- we you heal yourself each woman you know was able to receive healing herself just by sharing and speaking their truth finally mm-hmm. so the stories that I heard in this circle was so powerful and also you know put me in a place uh, that you know i'm not the only one who went to this you know it helped me also get a lot of my victim you know big mode and really witness other people and heal at the same time and since that day and that was probably four years ago this i just decided this is the work that i need to do we need more because we need more women helping women and holding each other in this sacred space for healing and for stepping in our purpose and our magic. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. We absolutely need more medicine women. We need more light workers. We need more strong and heart centered women who know how to hold powerful space. Yeah.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So tell me more about like what, evolved out of you from being surrounded by women in this container, being extremely powerfully held and really releasing a lot of this trauma and victim mindset that you had, you stepped out and what did you start to do with your life? Like what came after that?
1: It was like another spiritual awakening. It's so funny because my first spiritual awakening was really powerful and I thought, oh, you just have a wanted spiritual awakening and there you go. No, it's just like another one. So this new chapter opened up in my life where I had to get really real with myself, really honest and heal with the most love um, my childhood trauma, but also the current situation that I was in, which she wasn't in a marriage that I wasn't happy, that I wasn't fulfilled and I wasn't being authentic and honest with myself. So what it came from that container was so powerful and scary because I had to really, you know, reclaim who I am, who I was then and step into the true of my being and integrating and like, almost like reclaiming the layers. Like I feel, okay, you know, I'm, this is a part of myself and I'm just taking it back and this is a part of myself and I'm going to speak on this almost, you know, like, and it was, challenging but it was just to this point that I wake up one day uh and living you know a life of you know the regular eye the picket fence and the family stay home mom two kids I was being taken care of but I woke up one day and just realizing this is what love is that was my first I will never forget that day mm-hmm. because that's the day that I just reclaim parts of myself and knew what I have to do but uh and that's how call it this is who I am this is how it's gonna be this is how love it is because I was shaming myself in so many levels I was very sexually deprived uh, I hardly ever have sex so it, it, I was literally shutting all these parts of my being and what it helped me was just to really just come back to my true nature which is being a spiritual woman who can do the raking, pull the oracle cards, and be Om Namah Shivaya all day, all the way to get super naughty and kinky and wear mm-hmm. my little dress and, you know, take my, my boa, you know, feather out and, and play nine channels. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's really what it was. And I rediscover, you know, like my, sensual kinky side na- nature that it helped me tremendously to tap into my body mm-hmm. to be in touch with this vessel to fall in love with this body who carry two children do a lot of mirror work i mean i literally pull everything that i knew like i got into yoni practice i got into mirror work i got into sensual embodiment like literally seducing myself to reclaim this part of my being Mm -hmm. and mostly coming out back out of the kinky closet and integrating that kinkiness of mine with spirituality and how you know how is that going to look like can I do that (laughs) so it it was just honestly I mean there's a lot of parts of it but one word that I can say what is liberating is freaking liberating and it's mm-hmm. priceless because you're feeling in your body, you're feeling in your being, you're feeling your heart, you're feeling your chakras, you're feeling your pussy mm-hmm. and is a something that we, culti- you know, we cultivate every day as women because we are so, ah, I don't know, we're just this mysterious delicious thing mm-hmm. and it's... Every day is fun and we go through through so many hardships and you know painful things, but we have this tremendous capacity to hold this. Like the divine feminine, it was created for that, it's meant for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we can do it. And that's what I believe so much in sisterhood and and women's circle and calling gathering. Mm -hmm calling your sisters
0: I love being a woman I cannot say it enough that I love being a woman and I haven't always loved being a woman Mm. I was raised to look at being a woman as being like a fucking burden like like an albatross that you had to sling on for your neck but whether it was about you know maturing into a woman's body or or starting your cycle or being attractive Mm. to, to men or to women like Everything about being a woman became a fucking burden because that was just the way that I was raised. And it took years and years and years of me believing that lie, but then also going through so many struggles because I believed that lie, that being a woman meant X, Y, and Z. And it took me completely breaking down, completely losing everything that I thought that I was, Every single piece of my identity falling off and me having to say, okay, well, there's nothing left. What am I going to choose moving forward? And only picking the things and identifying with that which empowered me and that which made me feel amazing and that made me happy and made me feel pleasure and everything. That was the only components that came with me moving forward. But it's exactly what you're talking about. It's a, it's a scary process to leave behind everything that you think you know about yourself yeah. and to return to who you truly are.
1: Absolutely. And you mentioned something very powerful that it goes back to the way that we are raised. And I also thought that being a woman, it was a burden and it was so hard because the way that I was raised, also I grew up in a very Catholic, you know, uh, mm-hmm. family. and. The concept back then when right now being a woman, oh, you are you take care of your husband, he gets the biggest plate, Mm -hmm. uh, like he gets the most food, uh, you take care of the house, you clean and this and that. And I remember always being so against of it. Like, of course, I was and I'm still probably am the black sheep of the family. I like to call myself the psychedelic sheep of the family because I'm different. But I don't want, you know, I want to be rainbows. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I want to be the psychedelic chief. But I remember just for years, just growing up with this concept. And even in my family, you know, very traditional from Colombia. <clears throat> I remember my grandma, when my, you know, we had, it was like a 13 kids and I have like five uncles and when the men arrive to the for lunchtime they always were the ones that got surfers they got the biggest plate the biggest piece of meat it's so funny but psychology you know how that does in your psyche and how just being a woman to just give give and serve serve and then we might change those ideas and concepts and we reframe them but unconsciously, we will, we will keep doing that until we address it, that unconscious mind going in the background. And one of the things that I also live on, we need to fill our cup first before we, are, when we give. And this is a huge boundary that even as a mother, because I'm a mother, I had to remind myself and say, no, I need to fill my cup first. And a lot of times the way that that looks, I might have to you know, wake up at crazy hours in the morning before my kids wake up. So I can fill my cup first and be ready to serve. And I feel like that's why we go in burnout. That's why we go, uh, as when we go in denial or we go and we shame or we are denying all these pieces because we are literally serving from an empty cup and it's going to get to the point that we're burnout, out. And then we get resentful. And what happens when we get resentful? You know, we get resentful, and then other shit's coming coming up, and other things start rising. So it's so important self care. Self care also play a really huge role into this uh, awakening of reclaiming my chakti and my fam- my feminine side, and reclaiming my truth.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that I know you and I resonate on is self care being. Sensuality and sexuality, like that being one of the most powerful forms of self-care for a woman, because we are not taught to be in our bodies. Everything that we're raised in is Mm. actually taught for us to either be in our head or to deny our body, to use our Mm. body, right? To get what we want, but not to actually inhabit it, not to actually fully embody and love the skin that you're in and what it's capable of creating for you, right? So I feel like that's where the conversation around being a spiritual woman and being very sexually and sensually awakened come into play and how you can really combine those two things, how they actually are like a married couple.
1: Yes. Integration of all the sides. And I like you know living from a, I I, I feel like a lot of us we live from our neck up and we are just you know living this life from the neck up and I done it and sometimes I still do it and I had to like dawn myself and remind mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. move that energy into your body do you know look at yourself in the mirror and just honor this vessel get into your body and feel it and. Talking about the BDSM topic, why that also played a huge role into claiming who I am, reclaiming who I am, and stepping into my true and just being super sensual. It can look a different way for you know for everybody, but for me, this play a huge role because it helped me really get into my body and look at it and feel the sensation of the senses and, and slow down and just feel feel what it means to to be in touch with every part of your being not only the spiritual but this physical because I feel like I was denying all that for many many years and when I came across BDSM I was just I was interested because I also suppressed that from my mom. when I'm like wait I used to love this in my teenager years I used to be very playful with with, with these topics and doming and and all that like why was that so funny that I forgot because again I wasn't a very um really a relationship that it was just robotic mm-hmm. you know it was robotic literally yeah. and that contribute to detach from many pieces of myself so when I came across I literally came up BDSM came back into my energy field right in the middle of the women's circle. So here I am, just really like <laughs> I'm a nerd. When I like something, I just go deep. I love to go deep into the rabbit hole. Uh-huh. So I went all in. I created playlists on my YouTube uh, videos, the educational videos, because there's all these misconceptions and concepts about BDSM. And I just started experimenting in my spiritual practice rituals, erotic re- rituals with myself. Mm-hmm. I started doing with myself. Mm-hmm. I started experimenting with myself, and I went on Amazon and ordered different kinky tools and oils. And I will have these sessions with myself when my kids went, you know, were in bed or or early in the morning, where I will spend an hour playing and witnessing my body and and enjoying different things. Of course, it's amazing to experience with another partner, and I, I had that experience as well, but I think it starts with yourself first and knowing what you want and <clears throat> really learning about the, the different realms that we can experience in BDSM and knowing you know, what is safe and what is not. So, I mean, this it can go a little, a little deeper, but for me, I also have to struggle with that Kind of like contrast. Way can I be this spiritual woman who lights candles and is super into her guides and do chanting and the Reiki? And can I be this other part of myself? There is so there is present that I'm so dark and obscure and you know bad and black and leather <laughs> leather. Can I be <laughs> those two things? And- <laughs> chains you know yeah what is whips and chains excite me <laughs> can i be that and you know, can i actually come out as someone like that you know in my spiritual community and all you know and be so open and i was like yes yes we can because we are here experiencing this life as humans and by suppression and denying ourselves, we are literally denying the beauty of being alive and enjoying life and being in these vessels that are so delicious. And there is so much to explore and experiment in it. So <clears throat> almost, you know, like just marry the, the, the holy and the profane. Why will happen if we just get out of our minds and stop judging everything and just try it out and feel it out?
0: Yeah, I mean, what happens is you end up creating divine in what was previously shrouded as being profane, right? These, all of these different ways that we get to play with our bodies, whether it's through different forms of kink or BDSM or dom and submissive play, like people get really intimidated by these terms because they're portrayed a certain way. But all it is, is an opportunity to explore your yeses and your noes, to lean heavy into your yeses and to get more comfortable with the spectrum of your noes. right? Which is all about creating safety in your body. That's all about surrender. That's all about being open to trust. And this is what spirituality is.
1: Exactly. <laughs> spirituality
0: is the practice of surrender and trust and a willingness to inhabit your experience, and which is exactly what sexuality is.
1: Yes, yes, and I, I remember having that realization, like, ways, like, it seems like it's, oh, it's such a contrast, but it's not, I mean, that's what people think, that's what society look at it, or, you know, the judgments that we all, you know, have, but it's really the same thing and you know different practice in different ways but it is about surrendering and, and trust and I cannot you know express how much I love it how much I love to be submissive to someone who I can trust and know that I'm being taken care of but it's, it's and it's also not giving your power away either mm-hmm. because you that people also think oh it's gonna be that like you're being like you gave your power away no it's like the process of, of creating that relationship and trusting each other so much mm-hmm. and knowing the boundaries that is magical and beautiful like mm-hmm. I remember having this uh, session that I was able to heal a few things that I will have repressed and yes it, it did incorporate it you know being me a submissive and consensually, you know, being flogged and, and spanked and using very different mini tools that I enjoy, but it was just this beauty of actually being hell and trust that I'm going to be okay, that I enjoy the pain because, you know, I like the pain as well, but it's because I wanted to, and I agreed to that, yep. and exactly. it's very heart-opening. Very so. heart-opening.
0: <laughs> Very heart opening. This is the conversation about why spirituality and sexuality and in particular BDSM go hand in hand because a big misconception, especially with BDSM is that it's you just being at the will of whatever the person wants to do to you and you have no say and it's going to hurt and it's going to be torture and all of these things. And if it's done correctly, it requires immense amounts of conversation and communication about your boundaries, about what you want, about your spectrum of like how far you wanna push your edge. And that all, like you said, it, it requires trust. It requires surrender. So it's not just about being at the will of whatever the person who's playing the dominant role wants to do to you. It's about having these conversations about, you know, what boundaries do you wanna push? How far do you wanna go? paying attention to the other person's cues, especially if you're in the dominant position, reading their body language, reading their energy, paying close attention and literally nurturing them in that way. So it's in no way like complete loss of, you know, say or contribution to what you want to have happen. It's a conversation and it requires a lot of communication.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It requires a lot of communication and a good dom always going to make sure that their submissive is taken care of. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a dom that uh, it was a long distance dom, but it was amazing. He made me, you know, he had me read books because he wanted me to learn and he was, he's into art. So I had like little assignments and it was so much fun because I also start being like more disciplined with things. (laughs) It's hilarious. I mean so he will give me like (laughs) time management
0: tip if you need more structure hire a dom
1: (laughs) oh I said that before oh my god I said that before like I need like my coach needs to dome me like I need a dom because I was so proactive and it was the fascination in my mind just being dominated by someone but at the same time I was getting you know all these things done and it worked out so perfectly. So can I share about it like like the what he had me do? Is that absolutely Uh, okay absolutely so so this is actually one of my first you know kind of first DOMs and it was online but it's just fascinating. He has he actually is probably you know him. He's like a big artist on Instagram by the way. And oh my god. So he had me do, he gave me assignment. So we talk about the agreement, right? That like, I have dominated man, and me being the submissive and you know, all like consensual open conversation, beautiful. And <clears throat> because I was so fascinated, I was just so obsessed with his art, I will just receive his attention and his art. Like he will share with me what he was drawing and working. So I feel really special, you know, mm-hmm. because I can see shit before it goes out. So, mm-hmm. And the assignment was literally, I had, I had me read a book, and I had to report to him every other day what I was learning and what I was reading, uh, send something uh, artistic uh, oh, for oh, my surroundings. Um, what was the other thing? I think it was like drink water, like just really little things like that, but it was so awesome. And I, oh yeah, and exercise, or oh, oh yeah, of course I had to send a sexy picture. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm gonna tell you I I was so powerful because having that helped me in my journey mm-hmm. reclaim my my erotic self mm-hmm. and feel sexy and taking a, a picture for daddy and reading the book and sending him an email okay this is what I learned today for the book and like it was like going to school oh here's the art picture of the day look what I found this is art whatever everything is art and it was fascinating but it was fun sexy kinky of course we get into really sexy combos and all that stuff but it was but what I what I said like the most beautiful thing was just how how what it did to my mind how proactive I, I was and how it helped me just really be in my body and reclaim my true nature of being a kinky woman yeah
0: (laughs) got you into your feminine again because i'm sure that you were very in your masculine like you were saying alive from like the shoulders up right and everything else below that is turned off and that's being in your masculine as a woman you're not connected to your body you're not connected to your confidence you're not connected to your pussy or your turn on or what excites you or it feels good most importantly you don't feel grounded Right? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like oh, it got you yes. reconnected to your
1: feminine. i like, and you just said grounded. That's also what I love. Please, yeah, because it freaking grounds me, makes <laughs> me come back here. Back then, um, <clears throat> I was doing a lot of the Lunar Star Seed work. So I, I went by Lunar Star Seed for many years and i was just working a lot with the galactic the star family energy all very airy amazing amazing all up there in disguise but i was literally disconnecting from my body so here i was talking about ascension and oneness but i was actually not becoming one with my body i wanted to leave this place i wanted to go back to to you know my home planet mm-hmm. and And because, and you know, slowly I was just not really being in this place. And also that's one of the reasons that I freaking love have BDSM sessions and just, and even I do it because it just ground me, help me be in this earth plane now. And we are here to, as I said already, man, experience and feel this vessel. And um, I would love to speak on about the connection to your pussy. Because I feel that uh, as women, everybody looks at like our pussy. The doctors, our lovers, <laughs> this and that. And I want to women who are listening to this podcast. I want you to go grab a mirror and stare at your y- yoni, mm-hmm. worship her, look at her, love her. And I know it can be intimidating. It can be intense at first, but have you? look at your pussy ever yeah you know like and that's also a, a practice it just came to my mind because I, again that year was just boom 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 so many things happening simultaneously and that's also another thing that wow it just helped me just really connect to my feminine to my to my body and to stop the shame mm-hmm. around it mm-hmm.
0: yeah We inhabit this body that has so many facets to it, and yet we're terrified of most of them. We're terrified to really look at most of them, to really take in the shape and size of your breasts, your nipples, your areolas, everything, your pussy, all the different sides and dimensions of that make you who you are. A lot of women are afraid to really just embrace and look at that because we're so like, obsessed with changing or ignoring parts of ourselves so that mirror practice that you're talking about anybody listening extremely powerful and if you get super uncomfortable and you're like ew gross i don't want to do this do it anyway push your edge find your edge and every single day like push it a little bit further coming into your body and grounding yourself it's about being completely loving and accepting and adoring of every inch on your body
1: yeah. And <clears throat> when I did this practice of the mirror work and looking at myself, it was staring at my pussy, of course it was intimidating and and you know, I would be like, Oh, I don't wanna look, I will turn off the light, even but something that it helped me just come back to the gratitude. So I would stand in front of the mirror and place my hands in my different parts of my body, like thank you hands for caring for making food for for caressing for writing thank you knees, for supporting me so going that place of just being grateful take, I will hold my womb and my belly that yeah I don't have a four pack anymore I have two children mm-hmm. but I said thank you for carrying my children for digesting my food thank you breasts you know for for housing my heart for feeding my children like whatever it is you know it's different for every woman but I think that's a good way to start you know going in those territories of doing the mirror work and then it slowly start working your way to your pussy and open her up and look at her because they're all beautiful in different different size shapes colors mm-hmm. so that's literally the portal of creation mm-hmm. we are creators we are the gods mm-hmm. <laughs> so we are the ones that create and just imagine just imagine just have that connection with your pussy I mean I'm already getting here in my position just spreading my legs because just honor her hold her thank mm-hmm. you also because we go into all these relationships and we have sexual partners so there's a lot of energy in there so I definitely believe that having that relationship with your pussy literally holding your pussy just put in your hand place in your hand there hold her and love mm-hmm. her because you know we let lovers there people that maybe hurt us or and it's all energy so having that sacred connection to your pussy is very healing as well
0: (laughs) absolutely wow this has been a fucking amazing conversation thank you so much is there anything else that you wanted to dive into or talk about is there anything that you're really excited about that you're just like i need to talk about this right now
1: (laughs) Thank you. Well, I just want to encourage all women to start falling in love with themselves. It is a beautiful journey. It can get sticky here and there, but you are per- precious and you are a value and the world needs your medicine. Mm-hmm. And it takes dedication. It's not going to happen you know, automatically. We need to commit to ourselves. Fill your cup first please fill your cup first before you go and serve and help others Mm -hmm. and self-care please how you fill your cup by self-care and that might look different for everybody whatever is your practice just commit to it beautiful
0: amazing where can people find you and how can people work with you Alexandra you're amazing
1: thank you my love so are you you're amazing too All right, so you can find me on Instagram as Alexandra underscore (laughs) Harivik. And I just had to go in the comments of this to find that. And also on Facebook, Alexandra Harivik. I also have a women group on Facebook called Shakti Rising. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so excited to share a lot of magic in there. Also, if you want to work with me one-on-one, I have a mentorship where we dive into the feminine and it's all about bringing the chakti uh, back into your life, igniting all the women, goddess, gods within you. And this is, is a beautiful way to work with me where we can dive deep into all these things that we just talked about and reclaim your true. And I just wanna hold you in that space and see you rise. And also, you know, my sound bats are always available. Also, you can find more information on that on my Instagram.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Alexandra. This has been an incredible conversation.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm honored.